Hello and welcome to the Interabang podcast. I am your host and editor, Hannah Theodore. On this episode, I'm bidding farewell to my predecessor, Angela McInnes. There is this incredible team of students who felt just as passionate as I did. Angela has taken up a new position at CBC London and has passed on the reins of editor to me. Follow your gut. <laughs> yeah. It's all about intuition. Yeah. We have got some catching up to do. This is the Interrobing Podcast, the trade-off edition. After three years. That's crazy. And then starting here as a work study as well. No, I wasn't even a work study because I wasn't accepted onto the program because I didn't demonstrate adequate financial need. So I started as a freelancer. And then that's how I got my start in journalism. And then I worked here for three years. And then today's my last day. Wow. But it's also sweet to the bitter because you were taking over as editor and you also started out as a work study. You also have Interrobang roots passing on that torch. So this can only be good. I know this. Our, I feel like our trajectory is like so weirdly similar in a lot of ways, like coming from Western, working for the Interrobang, taking over as the editor. After three years and some time before that, too. What has working at the Interrobang meant to you and mm. and you, you personally and in, in your career? It, well, it was my start. And um, what it meant to me was pretty much that, just that. It was, it was my foot in the door and it gave me a chance. When I was here at Fanshawe, I was doing the postgrad in public relations. And I will always tell the story because I think it resonates with a lot of students um, when I graduated from that program, it was impossible to get a job. I was just every everywhere I went, I didn't have enough experience, even though I had an honors BA and I had this certificate and I did an internship. It still wasn't enough. And it was the hardest year of my life. But that whole year, I was able to still contribute to Interrobang as like an off-campus freelancer, still writing like my... I was doing movie reviews and like uh, some reporting as well. Um, but that was, it was because I had that connection to Interrobang and to the Fanshawe Student Union. That was when I decided to um, go back to Western, do journalism. I went through that program. I found I really had a passion for the field. And when I graduated, uh, the door was open for me as a reporter here at Fanshawe Student Union. And that's why like, I'll always say, how important it is for any community to have jobs like this that um, are more amenable to people who are recently graduated. And because it's 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 so stressful, actual entry level jobs. Yeah. Right. It's so <laughs> it's 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 just it's one of the hardest things that like our generation has to go through is find that first job. And like we're it, this is a nonprofit and it's a nonprofit environment and it gave me a chance to grow in personal ways and professional ways and creative ways. And I really found myself while I was doing this job. So I, I'll always I'll always look back at Interrobang for that. How has Interrobang changed since you took over as editor? What What's the biggest difference between how it started when you started and what it looks like now? There are a lot of changes. Uh, when I took over... I wanted it, I, I definitely wanted to amplify the news and the opinion section, 
which is what I did for sure. And the timing of that could not have been better because when I was reporter, we had, um, I don't know how to say this without getting into trouble. It's my last day, so I'll just say this. But we had um, an FSU president that ended up uh, not showing up to work. Um, And uh, also we had... Uh, the student choice initiative from the province coming down on student unions as well as uh, student media. Um, And that was really what made me feel it was so important to take this newspaper seriously um, because any good journalist gets into this field because they understand how journalism is like a pillar of, of the democratic system. And for a lot of journalists, um, getting into the industry starts in school. And that's why student newspapers are so important in in terms of the big picture, right? Uh, so I I took what I knew was important and I applied it to Interabang. And then COVID happened. <laughs> so there were that was like three major things in a row that I had this opportunity to go, okay, well, this is hard, this sucks, but it's news. And I'm editing this um this college community newspaper. So why not try to inspire the team of work studies, the team of writers, some students who had never, who who weren't really like journalism savvy, just inspire them to look around at what was going on in the world, write about it, share their opinion on it, share their take on it. And um, I really hope that that's what this paper has really become for the Fanshawe community is a platform for them to uh, say what's on their minds from their perspectives. Do you feel proud of what you've done here? Because oh, you, you know, should. Obviously, yeah, because <laughs> it's it's important. And people should, like, this isn't, I, I'm all for being humble and everything, but you should, like, take pride in your work. <laughs> and, like, find purpose in what you do, um, which, which is what I really did, like, which is what journalism really means to me. And I think every single journalist who gets into this field is because, like, it's, we feel that this is important work. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel proud that um, I, I brought that tone to this newspaper and we got second best in the province um, at the OCNAs, the Ontario Community Newspaper Association, two years in a row. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I've done the absolute best I could and I'm ready to leave on a high note. So two years ago, roughly, I sauntered into your office do you remember our interview for my work study position? Um, not spe- not specifically. I remember in feeling, and I just remember thinking, like, oh, cool. Like, she takes this as seriously as I do. Like, thank goodness. Like, um, a broadcast journalism student who's interested in print. And you wrote one of your first columns or, or articles was um, something to do with uh, sexism and Greta Thunberg. Oh yeah, why why men are afraid of Greta Thunberg? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I was just so relieved and happy to um, have such like you had such a clear voice in the way that you were writing, and you made such a compelling argument, and you pointed something out, and I remember thinking like this is perfect. This is exactly the direction that I want to take this newspaper, and um, that's why like I suggested that you apply to be editor, and now you're editor. So it was all part of my dialogue diabolical plan (laughs) you had this all figured out from the start maybe we'll see I'm kind of a strategist (laughs) so what advice can you offer me now as I'm taking over um you know not just in you know overall how I can do a good job but through COVID 
Well, so you're more digital savvy than I am. So obviously, one of the big goals for your tenure here is to um, increase our online presence and our social media presence. But also, don't forget to give love to that print publication. Um, there's nothing better than that hard media for P and it's and it's free. That free tangible media. You know how important that is. Um, my advice for you though is to be flexible. Don't be too stringent um, because you want to. How do I put this? It's it's about student voices, obviously. And even though I made a lot of changes during my time here, I still. Uh, I think I think I made an effort to be really, really flexible and open to um, like diverse voices and, uh, you know, diverse um, writing abilities too. Um, the writing will come mm -hmm. for your work study students. Um, it's more about the initiative and the heart and that like grassroots spirit. Um, so keep the spirit is my advice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, and that's something that I feel like you subconsciously instilled in me. Um, even when I was working here that like passion for journalism, passion for writing, that's the starting point. Everything else we can work on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, work with what you have mm -hmm. and just, just be open to, to new possibilities, new ideas. Um, Ian Indiano, who he was an art, he's an arts, a fine arts student here at Fanshawe. Um, he, so like, he's, a, he's one of the greatest examples. I mean, everybody this year is an example of what I mean by being open to the possibilities, yeah. but he had no formal journalism experience or whatever. Um, he ended up writing those world news columns and illustrating them as well. And they were brilliant. So he's coming back, right? I, ho I, I hope so. I hope so, Ian. Ian, if you're <laughs> listening, <laughs> please come back. <laughs> uh, so let's, well, I mean, we've been looking to the future, but let's keep, let's look a little further. How are you feeling about your next chapter at CBC London? Ready. Ready. <laughs> yeah. You are ready. You yep. can, you're going to kill it. This job prepared, it prepares every editor like this, this job is a legacy. Any any editorship is is carrying on a legacy for the paper, and that's like it's that's what's so special. And we're a small newsroom. We're one of the smallest newsrooms, I think, for a college in southwestern Ontario. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, we are one of the only papers to print regularly. So mm -hmm. think about that, right? Every editor who has come before, who has passed the torch at Interrobang have gone on to achieve their dreams and more. And Jessica Thompson was my editor, and she was the one who inspired me. This whole thing was because of Jessica Thompson giving me the time of day when no one else would <laughs> and encouraging me and inspiring me to write news. Um, she's gone on to, uh, to work for Hive Media in Vancouver. Um, a couple others have gone on in news, communications, whatever. So again, it's having the creative freedom in a way that not many entry-level jobs will afford you. Um, you'll be prepared to go wherever you want and do whatever you want when you're, when, when you're done as well. Yeah. Now you're from London. What is attractive to you about London as a journalist? Well. <laughs> <laughs> or not also. <laughs> no, London is dynamic, mm -hmm. diverse, how do I put this? 
You're not from London, right? Yeah, you're from Toronto. I am You've from been Toronto. here for seven years. I'm, yeah, I've, I've been here for a few years now, but I, I don't have that same. People who grew yeah. up here have a different. It's niche here. Yeah. It's really niche. And I'm grateful for that. I used to be obsessed with leaving London. Like the whole point of getting, like going to university and trying to get into the communications industry was because. Um, I saw an opportunity where I could I could go somewhere else. I could relocate with this type of work. Um, but London just kept on sucking me back in no matter how, how hard I tried to leave. And at the end of the day, that turned out to be a really good thing because it has character. Mm-hmm. It's like the char- it's like a character in a noir movie, I swear. <laughs> like it has um it it appears to be a normal average you know Canadian city mid-sized city mm-hmm. but there's so much um beyond what meets the eye in this town and if you dig a little like if you keep on digging like it's there's there's a lot of stories going on in this city um politically uh socially culturally and it's just I honestly think it's a gold mine for good stories and good reporting and um a lot of journalists who might think that they might have big city dreams like going to Toronto or, 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 you know, Montreal or some big metropolitan city, don't sell yourself short. Canadian cities, midsize and smaller, are really interesting places mm-hmm. with really interesting people yeah. and amazing stories just waiting to be told. Yeah. And London is an example of that. Totally. If there's one thing I've heard more times than I think anything else this past year, um, as I've been going through this broadcast journalism program and every conference, every like um, motivational speech I've heard has just been, if you're a journalist, start in a small market because mm-hmm. the volume of work that you're going to have and the amount of opportunities that you'll get here mm-hmm. probably going to be a lot for, your, for a starting position compared to if you were to start in a big city. Well, and don't forget that even though sometimes it's hard to feel connected because mm-hmm. especially now that we're doing a lot of this work remotely, but the whole point is connection to the community. And when you're working in that smaller market or like myself, I'm working in my hometown, mm-hmm. uh, just even getting to know people on a professional basis is really fulfilling and interesting um, and stimulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there there are advantages to meeting people and hearing their stories and gaining their gaining their trust, getting to know them and um, just there's a lot of human spirit in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pivot here real quick uh, because I feel like I need this. How do I be a good leader? <laughs> <laughs> Follow your gut. <laughs> yeah. It's all about intuition. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. Don't, don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, a good leader follows their intuition. Is there anything I should not do in this position? Go against your intuition. (laughs) Trust myself is Uh, what it's sounding like. Yeah. Yeah. I learned to trust myself when I was here. Yeah. I didn't before. And because, again, like looking for a job was so hard and like just a blow to my Mm self-esteem, a year of, of just being told like, you know, I'm not quote unquote like good enough or not a good fit or I didn't fit in anywhere. Um, I fit in here and learn to trust myself and what not to do. You'll be really busy and you'll be multitasking. Mm -hmm. 
like you've never multitasked before. <laughs> it'll be just like it'll be just like going to school and working those jobs and everything. Like it's it's going to be the same pace. It's slow now in the summer, but once the academic year starts and you have more work studies and there's more going on and there's all these tasks and all these projects, it's going to be really exciting. But it will be a little bit hard sometimes to give one person or one thing your full attention. Um, try to give your full attention to something that seems important because when you, you know, give yourself time to pause, I think is what I'm getting at. You'll be really, really busy. Give yourself time to pause. Don't forget to listen to yourself and to others and, um, and hear people out in full and hear their stories in full um, because one thing can always lead to another. I feel like I like this pace right now, but I'm, I'm prepared for it to get faster, you know, and I'm excited for that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that there's what I've noticed so far, too, is that there's there are day to day tasks and then there are one or two large overarching things to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find that hard on my brain, but I think in a lot of ways this is the best way to practice that because that's true in a, of a lot of workspaces, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and I think uh, what I when I was mentioning other editors who went on mm -hmm. to get whatever position they wanted after it's because they learned that skill here yeah. to be a leader to have that patience to have that self-confidence and to also manage um you know seven to ten projects at a time yeah you have you're going to have your weekly calendar and there's going to be even more for you actually like <laughs> because you'll be enhancing that digital component yeah. too yeah so have fun yeah the <laughs> website's right. going to be popping everybody it this will be like <laughs> <laughs> so overall do you feel confident with the way that you've left things? Like there's a part of me that doesn't want to leave <laughs> because I got pretty addicted to it by the end. All of the multitasking and the chaos and um, like I just kept on – I keep on wanting to improve it. Yeah. Like it, it became – and it became like my baby. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone else's too. Like right. there's there's – um, I think all creatives are just there's nothing like the feeling of putting a lot of effort into something and then seeing the final product and then distributing that final product for other people to see. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, <laughs> I will miss working in print. Yeah. I'm I'm moving on to digital and audio and video and all that. CBC doesn't print a newspaper, but I wanted very much to get this newspaper experience to learn about layout, to learn about like the editing process and the distribution process as well and, and the promotion and everything, like all aspects of running a newspaper, which you're about to learn. Yeah. And, and print is not dead. No. Again, like that tangible medium, people want it. They and want it, it. And as long as people like you and I keep learning about it and yeah. learning how to do it, then, yeah. it'll, you know, even if it dies quote unquote it's never really gonna die well there were i was at um a conference before covid right before covid um i went to a, a, a journalism conference in kitchener waterloo and um one of the speakers there was talking about how there's this um increasing underground demand in smaller community like neighborhoods or or just like like smaller areas for their own community newspaper mm -hmm. and that's going to grow yeah. that interest is going to grow people love it people love telling stories in that way and yeah. distributing those stories and there's going to be 
I wouldn't be surprised if there is, um, even if it's niche, there will be a demand for someone to know how to do this in the yeah. future. Well, and I think just the with the the direction that large scale global news organizations are starting to take shape, we're we're losing some local focus. That's right. In a lot of ways. And I think you're right. People are people want to know what's happening in their communities. It's it's deafening sometimes to only ever consume mm. news from outside of your community. Well, there's I'm sure that you hear all the time when you tell people what you do that um, you know, the media only reports bad news. Mm. That's not true. Community news is that's where you will find that like you're just looking. I tell people you're just looking in the wrong place. Yeah. Like you're you're going online to these big, huge websites. Yeah. You're you know, you're probably looking at CNN. You're probably looking at CTV News. Like they have to cover those sto- those broader stories are obviously important. But if you want to be uplifted, look at look in your mailbox yeah. you'll probably see like a little community weekly that's where you're going to find like those good stories about what's happening to raise funds to help people to you know to help the environment that's where it's going to be so turn your attention to to your to your mailbox and to those free handouts and you'll be uplifted yeah well and you know that my biggest goal here is to make the Interrobang just as much a student voice as it is a community newspaper. That's right. Because the more we can have here in London, I, I think that's only going to speak to what we were talking about before, the fact that this community is thriving mm-hmm. in secret. And, <laughs> you know, the more people we can have bringing that to the forefront, I think it's only going to benefit the students and the community itself. Yep. And you'll be the second editor after me to um, distribute this paper at Western as well. And you probably, I can see you finding maybe there will be other outlets as well in London to distribute this paper and to even to grow the audience even further. Like London has campuses all over the city too. Um, So if there's, you know, something that I ask of you, it's, it's (laughs) um, increase that reach Mm -hmm. um, to London community again, because it's, it's a free paper and it's interesting and it's positive. Um, You know, there's, there's going to be, there's always going to be bad news, but if you're talking about student news, you're going to see a lot of the accomplishments, a lot of the achievements, a lot of the, um, a lot of students overcoming adversity mm-hmm. in in this newspaper. Yeah, and those could be future members yep. of this city, of this yep. community, right? And yep. yeah, I won't let you down. I promise. Oh, you won't. No, <laughs> no, you're going to surpass me. I know it. Like you're going to. Yeah, you've laid an incredible groundwork here, and I think I speak for myself and everyone that was a part of the Interrobang team last year and in years prior that we are just so thankful for you yeah. and everything that you've done here. And we're going to miss you. That's where the whimper comes in. Like, again, that's why I'm just <laughs> I'll like... I'll mix it in there. It was so special to be able to still work with students during COVID. I spent last summer completely alone. Um, I, I was between apartments and I happened to be... Um, stereotypically crashed in my mom's basement when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And I had to do this job from that basement. And it was, it was, um, we can swear because it's our pot. It was a mind. Yeah. Um, But then the fall happened. And um, all of a sudden, before I knew it, there was this incredible team of students who felt just as passionate as I did about, I remember, I remember a few people said like, this was something they could look forward to. Yeah. And it will be the same thing. It's always the same thing because again, it's a collaborative creative project. 
um, that students will be ecstatic to see their name, that byline, in that print publication. It will make them feel good. It will lift them up. It'll help their self-esteem. It's good for their resume. Like this is a really important job for boosting that part of the community, I think. Yeah. And that part is what I'm most sad to leave behind. Yeah. It's going to keep happening in your wake. And I am hoping that I can lead another group with the same level of enthusiasm mm-hmm. that you did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just thank you for your hard work. And we all wish you the very best. And I wish you guys the very best, too. And I, yes. I'm so excited to see where everybody goes and what everybody does. Because everybody, like, if this is the work that they accomplished at this job, oh, my God, the things that that they're going to accomplish in their fields as they move on in their careers. I'm so excited to see, like, what people do and to know, like, yeah, like, I, I knew them when they were students and just getting started out. Yeah. Yep. You played a role. And that will never not be true. Thank you, Angela. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah.